Hi, I'm Anna Yelen, also called the Time Expert. This episode is an outtake from a dream I had a few nights ago. And even if I try my best to explain the dream, I can't bring it to you as I would like to. You know how dreams are. But the questions in there, oh, they shook me up in a good way. And maybe they do the same to you. So grab a cup of tea, lean back and enjoy. I'm dreaming, and in my dream I sit at a table in the Orient Express, a beautiful train. A cup of tea standing in front of me, lemon slices on a little plate next to it. The cup vibrates slightly to the swaying of the train. Even though I am delighted to be here, I am confused. Just minutes ago I was in another dream, where I was in a military drill camp, giving a speech about time while running an obstacle course. People are sitting at the other tables, eating, chatting, very nicely dressed. I look down at myself, jeans, simple black t-shirt, but wait a minute, there is something written on it. It says, hi, I'm Anna and you can book me. Oh my God. Okay, so I try to turn the shirt around to see what's written on the back and it says you need time, I can help you, annayelen.com Ah, oh wow, I have finally made my business shirt. Very good, Anna, very good. Talk about bizarre branding, bizarre slogans. I don't know any of the people, some of them strangely look at me. But then, but then I see Let's call him the mysterious man. He's standing at the counter. Somehow I know him and somehow I don't. But I feel that this man is the reason why I'm here. I look at him and he looks at me, hopefully not at my shirt. And confidently and with a tiny smile, he walks towards my table. Oh boy. He looks good, he looks good. He sits down, takes the can of tea and fills his mug. You look confused, he says. His eyes, I have seen them before and they tell me that I can trust him. Well, yeah, I have no idea why I'm here, I answer. You are in the Transition Express. What? The, the transition, transition Express? Yes, he goes. Everything you see is just a metaphor. Look around you. The people, the windows, the doors, the silver cutlery, the landscape passing by, all metaphors. And who are you, I ask? He tells me he's the one asking the questions. And he's right. Normally, it's me asking the questions. And I prefer to be the one who asks the questions, because I'm a very slow thinker. And I start to feel a bit nervous. He looks at me. Tea or coffee? Tea, I answer. Too hot or too cold? Too cold. Starter or dessert? Starter. TV or radio? Radio. Oh, that's fun. I mean, come on. Yeah, let's do this. But then he leans towards me intense gaze, 
and he starts talking. Anna, sometimes we choose to start a new chapter in life, but rarely. Whether life is good or not, the human being normally doesn't change. The majority doesn't like change, never forget that. But sometimes life itself forces you to start a new chapter. Now look at you. You love and you embrace those new chapters. But have you ever chosen one yourself? Or was it always life that had to interfere to make you change? I take a deep breath, look at the passing landscape and think. Did I ever say, it's enough, I am starting a new chapter? And with my thoughts, I travel back to the past. I think about my wild adventures. When I decided to have a six-month break from work and travel around the world, I sold everything I owned, except for my books. And after the world travel, I started a new chapter when I decided not to look for an apartment, but buy a bus and live in a bus for two years. Or how I quit the job when I was unhappy and started my own business. And blimey, how many times did I start over and over and over again with my business until it finally went okay? Dear me. So yes, absolutely yes, I've chosen new beginnings a few times. The enigmatic man asks, why? Why did I choose to start new chapters? Well, I'm sure it has to do with my limited time perspective. Because it's true what they say or what we say as a cliche-ridden sentence, life is short. And I like to fill that life I have with different chapters. Yeah, yeah, I'm one of that kind. And then, all of a sudden, a couple from another table gets up walks past our table, hands the mysterious man a note while looking at me with solid gazes and leaves the restaurant section. He opens up the note, reads it. We don't want to change. He looks at me, waiting for me to say something. Well, yeah, I know, I know. You said it before. Many people out there, that they don't want change. They're fine with how it is. Are they? He asks. Well, I don't know. I suppose so. Otherwise, they would change something, wouldn't they? The mysterious man takes a sip of his tea, takes the bowl with the pomegranate seeds, picks out a few with a spoon, leans his head back, and then the grains fall into his mouth. I look at them. I mean, where they, do they come from? Pomegranate seeds. He continues. So yes, you are one of that kind, who likes to start new chapters with control. But sometimes it's life. Remember when life forces you to do so? When life forces you to change? At that moment, the train journey takes a severe turn. The train starts to shake. The landscape outside changes dramatically. We pass big, high, black, scary mountains. It looks like Mordor, and I shiver. Ugh, new other memories appeal, dark ones, sitting next to Dad on his deathbed, pushing my hand under his. I see myself on the island in Sweden, sitting all by myself in a little boat, crying my eyes out. 
no, 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 I don't like that, I don't like that. But the mysterious man is there, reassuring me that these are memories, yet the transition is still happening, but I'm in a new chapter. And there, behind Mordor, the sun shines through the thick, dark fog. The mountains become hills, and behind those hills I can see the big sky turning light blue, and I hear the sound of the sea. The train is back on rolling smoothly, and I am back in the present. I'm here. How do you feel, he asks. I know how I feel when I look outside and observe the vastness of the sky. I feel good. I feel good. And I am so thankful to feel that way. Can you describe what makes you feel that way? Mm, well, usually this question would take me days to answer. But in my dream, I am a faster thinker than in real life. And the answer lies on my tongue. It's an inner strength and a power in my chest. I can feel it. And then, yeah, there is love. The love I have for life. And I think it's one of the loves you don't want to miss. I love my love for life. And it makes me feel extremely alive. The mysterious man doesn't stop. How alive are you willing to be? Oh, boy, he has some good questions here. His questions are deep and they need my full attention and for some reason I feel comfortable just sitting here with him and talk. How alive am I willing to be, I repeat. Well, very alive. I mean, it's maybe my only life, so of course, yes, very alive. And he continues, and what does that mean? Well, what does that mean? To everyone something different, but what does it mean for me? To do? To do the things I have in my mind? To take my dreams into my own hands and every day I will do something to make the dream become less dreamy but more real? And to enjoy the day, today? I mean, today is a big day and yesterday was as well and tomorrow. But today I'm sitting here in my office. I mean, why is it a big day? It's just every day is a big day. I'm sitting here in my office with a big smile because I'm happy with what I have. And I love that feeling. I always keep in my heart that I'm here and I see life as a big adventure. And I'm not kidding you. I, if I tell you, I feel like Indiana Jones when I wake up in the morning and I ask myself, what grand and glorious adventure am I going to have today? Yes, sometimes the adventures are publishing a podcast episode or the walk to the post office or the chat with someone I meet on the street. Sometimes it's a swim in the cold lake or a surprising message. I don't know. The train slowly stops. Oh no, I don't want this train ride to be over. There are still a few people in the train, but they seem ready to go. There is just one more question for me to answer. I look at him and I wait for it. You have one thought to share right now. Which one is it? Hmm. I am prepared to take my time and think, but again the answer reveals itself.
I would say there are always more than two options. I have observed that people fear change because they think of only two options. To do it or not to do it. To go or to stay. To keep it or to get rid of it. And that's harsh. I mean, that's extreme. And then you're stuck. But exploring more options is really fun. And it always excites and motivates me. So yes, there are always more than just the two options. I look outside. The train stands still. To the left there is a harbour with the ocean. To the right is a mountain lake. Strange. And I realise that change is always around the corner. I indeed like to change when life is stable because that's when I have the force and energy for the new. Then it's cool to sit down and think, hey, what could we or I do to put some adventure into our lives? What changes would make us feel alive again? And the other shifts, when they happen because of uncontrollable circumstances coming from the outside, well... There is no other way than to face it and keep knowing in your mind that it will change again. Ah, life has so much to offer. Life has so much to offer. And suddenly, it's just a mysterious guy and me in the train with the doors. Where the windows were to look outside are now doors. Every meter, another door, both to the left side and the right side. Oh no, do I have to choose now? And he laughs and goes, no, you said it. There are many options. It's not one way or another. You can open up this door, look inside, choose to go in or take another door. There isn't a final door, at least not yet. I smile. I like that. And then I wake up. My dear listeners, until next week when I am back in your ears. Take care. Bye bye.